0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 7 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You are listening to the Lucha Central Podcast Network.
1: And now, Lucha Central Weekly. Come on. Hello and welcome to Lucha Central Weekly. I am not Miranda Morales. She is not joining us this week, unfortunately, but I am your co-host, Dusty Murphy, and our other co-host is who? Our co-host is who? <laughs> Brendan Barr, that's who!
2: Yeah! Oh man, that really doesn't work when it's just you.
1: <laughs> but I try. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's always <laughs> lacking a little something when we don't have the panache that Maranta brings to the show. It's true. But this week, no Maranta, and we also have a special format, as you are probably aware if you're listening to our show. This last Sunday, April the 16th, was TripleMania Chapter 1, TripleMania 2023 Chapter 1, and Monterey at the Estadio de Baseball in Monterey, big show, Triple Mania 31, Lots of cool stuff. Very exciting night. First up we had this unique cage match that saw Antifaz Del Norte, Octagon Jr., Viano three junior, Laredo Kid, Aerostar, Star, Parker Negra, Abismo Negro Jr. and Taurus. Advance, I guess, win against <laughs> Arhena's and Miss Jr., who lost and then had to go to a mask versus mask of Poista's match later in the show. Really cool. Everybody kind of thought that it was going to be between Laredo and Antifaz. Laredo took Antifaz out before the match started. Well, and right. I was thinking it
2: was going to be Parka Negra, so.
1: Yeah. I mean, it really kind of circumvented everybody's expectations on this one. Yeah. Arhenus is the brother of uh the original Mystico who was Mystices and is now Mystico again in between he was Sankara and Caristico that that's his brother Arhenus and so kind of an interesting note there Trilistico was originally supposed to be in this match but was replaced by Abismo Negro Jr about 3 weeks ago yeah just very Excited, very unexpected for the final two. Aerostar escaped first, followed by Parca Negra, Viano 3, Octagon Jr., Laredo Kid, Abismo Negro Jr., and Taurus, leaving Arginas and Miss Disease. They later faced off in an this match. Later on, we'll get to that. But next up... Oh, wait, had, wait, wait. Oh, wait. So, I, I oh, wanted sorry. to...
2: Because we really set the tone on this, I would like... Even though even though uh, it, it, all the results were, as you said, they we started with the brawl on the outside. So we started hot, in this hot stadium. I just wanted to really, before we got too deep into the car, just give a lot of appreciation to the, this Monterey Stadium. And the crowd was beautiful, and the crowd was hot. And Laredo Kid yeah. and Auntie Foz really kicked it off in such a way that they went up and they kind of stayed up through the whole show yeah it was really just fantastic. I wanted to yeah, set the, the tone here and get the excitement going
1: yeah you You hear that mentioned a lot, especially online that a good crowd can make or break a show, and Monterey had an amazing crowd. They really turned out and got loud in Monterey in a very exciting way and yeah. it It was an exciting card. So there were a few missteps here and there. And get to that? Yeah, yeah. Next up might be one of those missteps. <laughs> we uh we talked about it before. Adrian Marcello had built up a huge angle against Chessman and then he legitimately left the licensing training meeting in Monterey, and then there were some allegations of sexual assault that blew up in Mexico, and he's basically persona non grota within AAA right now. He was never mentioned throughout the, the show, but what we got – first up, they announced that we would have a luchador surprise replacing Adrian Marcelo. We had Laidra in uh, Chessman's Corner and Mr. Iguana, friend of the show – and the <laughs> Luchador Supresas corner, and so it was kind of an open secret. Everybody, you know, there were a lot of rumors, but it was finally when the show came out, it was Vampiro, and uh he came out with his face painted like Chessman. That was cool. They played his music like he likes. That was cool, but <laughs> otherwise, I I just felt bad for Vampiro. He he did not look well. I mean, we we love to tease Vampiro a little bit on the show, but genuinely, he he just didn't seem like yeah, he was at his best.
2: He looked like he had a flu or something. Like he, yeah, you know. And this on paper that this is a match that could do really well because Vampiro had a fantastic hardcore match that won tons of fans back in Lucha Underground with Pentagon. Uh, His style has always been more of the the brawling Texas sort of style, as we call it on this show, like Chessmen, so he uh, would have been a matchup for Chessmen, the same style versus same style. Cookie Sheets, I I did tweet that as soon as I I saw them in this match were flying, but yeah, Vampiro just didn't seem to have the, the energy he normally does.
1: And he did tease on Facebook on Monday that he might retire, that he was looking at retirement. And so it could be playing into that, but at the same time, it definitely felt like a misstep from the Vampiro that we usually see.
2: Right. And and again, it was not a misstep on paper to, to have him there. Just the way that it played out didn't work quite as well as I would have liked to have seen because both of those guys really deserved a, a bigger – a bigger match and a a a better match than, than what we got unfortunately.
1: Yeah, they they did and I think people were expecting more. I don't know. They they say that you know Adrian Marcelo didn't pass the tests and I mean, I I think we would have had a match of equal quality. But also they were expecting Adrian Marcelo until quite recently Vampiro was literally like who do you get? You know, that's a huge name. They got Vampiro. So the planning that went into this match probably wasn't what you would normally see at a triple mania style match either. It's true. So that could be part of the, the hiccup. But next up we had the Copa triple mania, baby extreme flammer. Io del LA park, Toscano and Zorro defeated the team of Aris, Dave, the clown, the Tigro Letigo, rather. Negro Casas and Nino Ambarguesa. This was a really cool match. Uh, Babo was scheduled to second Toscano, but ended up appearing in a different segment later in the show. Nino Ambarguesa replaced Lady Shawnee. That's kind of its own story. She didn't really have any involvement in AAA and had her own thing going on Triple Mania night or Triple Mania weekend, which is interesting. Uh, In the match, they had to go over the top rope or be pinned, but what the match for me was really about was that Nicho El Milonaro, the original Psychosis, showed up and started some shit with Negro Casas, threw a trash can at him, threatened to send him back to CMLL. It was crazy.
2: (laughs) This was it's, one uh Ruben was excited about. Like, he tweeted this one out, or um, maybe it was on Facebook. But, yeah, he put it up on social media as it was happening. So the bo- I, I, it's a, no secret. The boss men and Nicho are kind of close. So <laughs> they've hung out a lot yeah. together.
1: Well, and Nietzsche is like a perfect – Surprise. Everybody knows him. Everybody recognizes him. This is really the summer of Rey Mysterio, and Rey Mysterio would not be where he is without Nietzsche. First time I ever like, saw Rey Mysterio, he was wrestling against psychosis. And the classic matches. It's so classic, not only did we see
2: him in ECW, which is what most people are thinking of, mm-hmm. but they redid it again in WCW. They didn't even like, give them you know, instructions like to do anything different. They're just like, do it again. Do whatever you want to do we trust you and and we got a lot of that and then later we got them uh you know the uh doing all kinds of things everybody's seen a lot of the lwo stuff that's being referenced now like uh, yeah they they those two are the 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 cornerstones that modern lucha has has stepped uh, has used to step up
1: absolutely yeah it's uh like the saying uh, if i've seen farther it's because i stood on the shoulder of giants like <laughs> yeah. they might not be physical giants but ray and Nietzsche are the metaphorical giants the if you have an idea of lucha libre is flippy guys doing ap- acrobatic moves that was ray and Nietzsche. like yep. yeah that's where that <laughs> came from and so cool. They, they like to honor some of the older wrestlers. We saw that with Toscano and Monterrey. I think it's very likely in Tijuana we could see Nicho honored. You know, he had a lot of matches in TJ. Well, that's kind was, of where he – go yeah. ahead.
2: Well, yeah, and that, that is that is more or less what he – in character is his, his hometown and his, his home crowd. And that was what I was going to say is this, it kind of feeds into the story. He came out here, ruined Negro Casas' moment. Now we're going to be in Tijuana. They're probably going to do something for him, and we're going to see—we'll either see a match or we'll see a brawl, right? Or maybe both. Maybe we'll see a brawl and they make the match. But yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. They're going to—they're going to bring him out there because that is what you do with a legend from Tijuana. You bring him out when you're in Tijuana on the one of your biggest shows of the year, and then uh, they're going to turn it into a moment. Uh, are you yeah. paying attention, WWE? <laughs>
1: And it's one of those things that could really transcend Lucha Libre because so many people, as we mentioned, Nicho's been everywhere, Negro Casas has been everywhere, and to have that pairing I think is going to be really exciting and unique and it feels special and important and main event level, even though it probably won't be a main event, it's main event talent in a, yeah. in a very important match.
2: Yeah, I would actually guess that we're gonna see whatever the start of it is as the opener. They're gonna open hot, just like they did here in Monterey, and then maybe we see more of the match later. But but uh, we'll see something right at the beginning just to get that crowd hot.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be quite exciting.
2: <sighs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm excited for this. I'm. Mean, th- this is – both of these guys have been talking about retirement, and I, I am positive that uh Necrocasas has been on Nicho's list of wrestlers he wants to, to work with forever. So, like, this is – you're going to get something
1: special out of this. So. Oh, I agree. I think this will – you know, po- Nicho doesn't get around as well as he used to. Negro Casas, he you know is older too, but I think it could possibly be a match of the year candidate just based on the emotion and the history and just the importance of these two guys coming together to wrestle, I think, will be very exciting.
2: When we saw it on paper, we never thought that the Viano matches in last year's Rueda de la Muerte were going to be
1: match of the year candidates. Yet there they were. So yeah, absolutely, and it was the emotion. <laughs> yeah. And, and Penta was in those matches. He's also in our next match. <laughs> Alberto El Patron and oh. Pentagon Jr. Pentagon Jr. and AAA, not Penta. He, they defeated Psycho Clown and Sam Adonis in the Guerrero de quarter quarterfinal. A- Sam Adonis spent most of the match fighting Psycho Clown. I was going to say,
2: let's be honest. They just held on waiting for the, the inevitable explosion of the other team. Like They didn't win, necessarily. They just no. had to sit back and wait for Sam Adonis, too. In this case, I believe it was a broom. He just grabbed something and broke it right over
1: Psycho Clown's yeah. back. Yeah, Sam was ruthless. It was awesome. <laughs> and if that's the Triple Mania main event, like Triple Mania Chapter Three, Mexico City main event, I am so ready for that. Sam versus <laughs> Psycho, like hair,
2: hair versus Mask. Yeah, yeah. Whew.
1: And he that, should call it himself, Psycho Sam Adonis. Like,
2: mm. oh, oh, that might be something I I, I <laughs> stated on, on social media. We'll see. <laughs> It's good, right? It's really good. <laughs> it's really good, yeah.
1: I I I think that that's probably the biggest interest. I we'll touch on that with the other uh, Guerrero de la <laughs> match. I mean, there's a lot to attack I, there. But to me, Alberto versus Pentagon would have been the least interesting main event.
2: It's true, and um, I, I everybody knew that this was. I mean, I called it before I even knew who was yeah. called before. Like, this, Sam Adonis is just going to beat the hell out of Psycho Clown and not care about the match, and that's what happened. And I think they did it on the right match. They did the right pairing, because to your point, that would not have been uh, an interesting feud to take forward.
1: No, and getting them out of the way first, right away, it just makes the most sense storyline-wise. Very yep. cool stuff. Looking forward to that. And then next up we had our Apuestas match. Mystice Jr. defeated Arhinnis in a mask versus mask apuestas match. There was a lot of outside involvement. Lady Montevide <laughs> was there. Sexy Star 2, Dolce Canela, La Idra, they all got involved. Mystice may just be or Mr. Disease Jr. Um, maybe he's Miss Disease now. They called him Miss Disease a lot. He won with the same move, the 450 splash, but he had lost the earlier match in, you know, the cage match. Very cool. But what happened afterwards was almost more interesting than the match. It was a good match. It just wasn't quite there as a big match for me. And yeah. it, it was a rivalry that had happened a little bit in the past, but it wasn't As hot as it could have been, just I I wasn't there. But the unmasking (laughs) at the end was really interesting. He turned on Mr. Seas Jr., started beating on him, literally ripped his mask off and threw it down. Then took his own mask, grabbed the microphone and announced his name ran out of the ring, stopped at the announcer's desk to take a headset and do it again, and mentioned that he was only doing it because he was a professional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, here you are, throwing yeah. a <laughs> And then he ran backstage. He did some interviews afterwards, said he was unhappy with AAA about a lot of things. Apparently, he wasn't getting enough booking, and when he complained about booking, they offered to send him to Cancun to make him one of the stars of the Lucha t project, but that meant that he would have to move to Cancun and give up touring and indie dates and all this other stuff, things he just wasn't willing to do. A lot of
2: money. Yeah, basically uh, all his money yeah he would he would get the uh, elevated on the card but lose a ton of money so not nah, i i kind of agree with that decision at his point i really, it's not worth it
1: but well, it he was a surprisingly good looking man under the mask
2: and so that is the unwritten rule of a, like, yeah <laughs> With the exception of Ultimo Guerrero, apologies.
1: That's exactly who I was thinking.
2: Of. <laughs> apologies, Ultimo Guerrero, I know there are people who probably love you, but you are not a classically handsome man.
1: Well, even the people that love him would agree he's a...
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah, he's... I mean- yeah, I mean, he,
2: yeah, he looks a little bit,
1: yeah, like a, I mean, like Captain Caveman or something. I, I don't have words exactly what I'm looking for. But he looks like he'd just rip your ass in half with his bare hands, and that's what matters.
2: <laughs> that part is the important part. But, yeah, so but so the unwritten rule tends to be that the, the good-looking guys will, will uh, get unmasked. So if, you can, if you can kind of guess who they are, I always love that uh, – that was one of the things that that Ruben said to me when he met uh, when he met uh, a trio's team. I'm not going to say which one. He's like, two of those three guys would be fine in a place as match.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the nicest way to say that guy's ugly <laughs> that I've ever heard. <laughs> sounds like Ruben, too. That's funny. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, just uh, this was a fun place, this match. Again, the ending was interesting, but, you know, that's sometimes what you get in Lucha Libre. Things do get interesting. Next up, we had the Guerrera de Rivaldaldis, the other quarterfinal. Yeah, Blue Demon Jr. and DMT Azul defeated the team of L.A. Park and Roosh. Roosh was supposed to team with Pagano, then Pagano was injured about six weeks ago, I guess, maybe eight weeks ago now, in storyline, and he was replaced by L.A. Park. This one didn't devolve as quickly as you,
0: uh,
1: as the first one, but it's still...
2: (laughs) (laughs) And it it did, it was, there was some, a lot of more... So the other one was, was interesting for entirely different reasons. You were just kind of... Holding your breath, waiting for that inevitable betrayal, which did come soon uh but in this one, you didn't know who was gonna betray who you didn't know if it was gonna happen right away or not, like everything was just uh you know and then you had you had the which may come up you you may be bringing up, but you had you had tons of outside interference potential in this too, because everybody in this match has friends,
1: absolutely. <laughs> And, and even though they didn't turn on each other, this match got bloody quick. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> obviously with the contenders involved, but, yeah, it was nuts. We got to see Bestia come out. Lots of cool stuff went on. I thought it was interesting DMT Azul came out dressed in gold instead of blue. Yeah. I thought we might see him dressed very much like Blue Demon Jr. to try to – further that feud, but that was an interesting choice, and it really made him stand out. He looked so much, I don't want to say newer, but... Compared to Blue Demon Jr., whose mask has been around forever, of course it was Blue Demon's mask before that, and he dresses like his father, and it's just different. But the juxtaposition of the two together, the old versus new, was really interesting, and it did make DMT seem like the shiny new object compared to Blue Demon Jr., which I really liked.
2: Uh, Just to to go even one step further on old, according to – According to the English announced team, the Blue Demon mask turned 100 a week after the, uh, Triple Mania event.
1: Wow. Yeah, so, yeah, it definitely is an older style. Yeah. Mask. But, yeah, a great match. LA Park looked amazing. <laughs>
2: We uh, um, we didn't see L.A. Park's mask for most of this match. Yeah. They t- they tore the top half of it off real early, and he's just wrestling with just basically it looked like a bandana over his nose.
1: Yeah, that was essentially it. <laughs> and, but he, yeah, was really cool in the mask. Literally, like Brendan says, I mean, it was just a strip. I mean, maybe 80 to 90 percent gone. Rouge, blood was just pouring out of him. It looked like every – like it started to mix with the sweat. Everything he did, blood just – Yeah, everywhere. It was crazy.
2: His white tights were turning pink. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Bastia was there. I always get a kick out of seeing Bastia. Very cool to see him show up in his son's match and kind of help try to turn things around.
2: He looked impressive again too.
1: He did. He looked better than he had in a while. He moved well. I mean he really felt important again in a very exciting way. Very excited for Bastia. And then next up we had our main event, the four-way match. EL Del Viquingo defending the AAA Mega Campeon Championship against Rich Swan, Shane Strickland, and Commander. And I, I tell you, everybody was expecting bigger names. Kenny Omega was the name that was banded around a lot wow. that kind of not, heard. Not, but, for,
2: not for the first one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, and that's the thing, I feel like it's building to that. <laughs> yeah. But Rich Swan, Very good. Shane Strickland, though, out of the three, I mean, a Commander, amazing as always, but I thought Shane Strickland really stood out. Uh, Swerve, just everything he does is so good. He is one of the future World Heavyweight Champions. I, I don't know that he'll be with AEW. I don't know which company he'll be with, but it is obvious that they are going to do big, big things with him. He is just... So impressive. It was clear he wasn't as familiar with the Lucha style as, you know, some of the other guys, of course. It's
2: it's been three years since he's been to Mexico, and even then, he didn't do, like, a a lot of stops. He did uh, Triple Mania, and he did a couple of house shows, so. Yeah. And, And then it was Lucha Underground before that, but, or sort of Lucha Underground. He was yeah, Lucha Underground adjacent.
1: Yeah, it was an incredible match. It was clear, too, that Vikingo was going to win. Like, that was just kind of the, the giveaway from the four. You couldn't see any of those four, with the exception of perhaps Commander. But aside from Vikingo, he was just the obvious champion of the four. But it was very exciting, great stuff going on.
0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See betmgm.com for terms. Twenty-one plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Promotional offer not available in Washington D.C.
1: Again, four-way match. Not always the the most exciting choice. Great choice. I thought the last two matches were easily the highlights <laughs> of the card better than I expected. The rest of the card, uh, it was up and down for me. But I was, everything that was, I liked, I loved. I didn't just like <laughs> anything. You know, anything yeah. that I, I saw that was I liked, I loved. The The entire world wants to see Sam Adonis and Psycho Clown fight now. That's really the...
2: Oh, yeah. They, and, they finally got on board with me. You're welcome. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Brendan's been calling this for like two years. <laughs>
2: very much so yeah
1: yeah it was a very exciting card very exciting thing
2: so the interesting undertone that i found in this one uh was that you basically have you had uh vikingo and commander who are are kind of mirrors of each other like commander very easily could have been in vikingo's spot with absolutely you know uh they, their styles are similar their move sets got, over the the last year have gotten increasingly similar and i think that's on purpose so that these championship matchups are are really kind of tight and interesting but then you had um the, you had swerve and uh and rich swan and i noticed that rich swan was doing some of swerve's moves so they were intentionally playing this up where they, they, it was like two different styles in this four man match. Uh, so, yeah. uh, just added a nice little layer to it. They weren't, they weren't working together. It wasn't like they were collaborating. It was, a, Swerve is named, nicknamed Swerve for a reason. He doesn't always get along with anybody. So, uh, but, but yeah, I thought that was an interesting element of it and that added a, a lot of, uh, of interesting things to it because again it was kind of predictable they there was one out they could have done which is they could have had commander wind to set up the next triple mania but it seemed unlikely because they have, they still want to make uh the Kingo kind of larger than life
1: well and if you were going to build your company around a guy the Kingo's the guy to do it but Commander wouldn't be a bad second choice at all. (laughs) If Commander was not signed with Chaos, he's like in AAA. Chaos is AAA adjacent. They're friendly, but they are separate entities. And so I think... Yeah. And I think if they were... If he wasn't signed to Chaos, he could easily be in that Vikingo position right now. So... Really exciting what we might see with Commander. Every time he gets the chance to be impressive, he does. He literally walked the length of one of the ropes during the match.
2: It's becoming his mainstay now.
1: Like, yeah.
2: I, I was showing a person a highlight reel of Commander to, to hype them for this event, and I saw him do it in that highlight reel. I saw him do it like four or five times. So yeah, he's, uh, that people are catching on that that's his thing and they
1: want to see it and his balance and poise upon the rope is phenomenal oh. and then he can do a 450 splash or something insane once he jumps yes. off it's it's like nothing you've ever seen so impressive i really think we see him figure more and more highly into the next triple mania and maybe the next two triple manias
2: <clears throat> well yeah like you say they got to work that out with chaos cuz uh they're not going to yeah. They will. They would love to have the Mega Championship on their guy, but they're not going to let AAA just use him without some sort of uh, reciprocity. So,
1: Well, exactly, and they're not going to want their guy to lose every match. <laughs> so we yeah. could see him in a higher-profile match, perhaps not against Fakingo, but a higher-profile match on the card that would get a big win. Mm-hmm. That would be quite exciting for him, too. Yeah. So just a lot of cool stuff going on. All in all, I thought this was a very exciting Triple Mania. It seemed like depending on who you talk to, there were some people that felt that it you know didn't quite match up to their expectations. But I I really enjoyed it. I went into it knowing I would have a good time and I wasn't disappointed. Very cool stuff. Great match. As we mentioned the Lady Shawnee thing. She had her own, I'm checking my notes, sorry. She had her own show on Saturday. And so she did not appear at Triplemania. There was no word on why she was replaced at the uh in the multi-man match. There's some I guess she's been dealing with some knee injuries and hadn't been herself. Yeah. But she was trying to wrestle through it anyway. We, interestingly enough, again, did not see Taya on this card. is our Reina's champion, and it seemed like at one time she was most keen to to wrestle Shawnee for the Reina's championship. So we'll see where that I, goes I, as well.
2: I'm going to put this out there because this could be a factor in it. It could just be that it's hard to get Taya for shows right now because, remember, she is Canadian, not American. So her visa issues are going to be considerably different and more difficult depending on, you know, where else she signed. But she's working in the United States because she's on a Canadian work visa. So she may not be able to do as many shows in Mexico because the the United States might be like, no, you're – on our visa
1: so and she may have now that she and john are married there may be residency issues (laughs) my knowledge on this largely comes from 90 day fiance but i know (laughs) during the the process between like uh what you know like when you have a like a marriage visa and then you're going for the green card you can't travel outside the country that's one of the barriers a lot of these people on 90 de fiance have so they can't go back to their home country see people funerals or whatever it's very difficult to get out so that could be part of the issue with Taya as well
2: yeah and that may be why we just didn't mention her because they may well have wanted to do something and just couldn't so rather than you know uh bring building hope up they they're just going to save it for a future triple mania but uh we shall have to see yeah so we need to circle back around because we have the 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 Apexes tournament here um I'm not 100% sure we actually went over what the actual finish was on the second one we were just talking about how cool it was but also we need to talk about what that means for our future matchup. So who who are we going to see wrestle each other? And uh, it, I, I know you don't have the notes there. We were talking about this. Sorry to put you um, on the spot. But.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> L.A. Park and Roosh will wrestle against Psycho Clown and Sam Adonis. And okay. then the losers of that match in Tijuana will go on to face each other in a singles a match either mask versus mask or mask versus hair once we get to Mexico City for night three of triple mania,
2: so you've got basically you've got two massive potential main events for night night three out of this you mm-hmm. either have Rouge versus l a park which is i mean that's gonna fill any I mean, anywhere in Mexico you say absolutely those fill, yeah
1: years long rivalry
2: yeah that uh, they just have been teasing the fans with teasing every chance they get and then of course you have sam adonis and psycho clown and psycho clown is AAA's a's guy and sam adonis is still one of the biggest heels in all of mexico like you know uh, and almost inarguably he's the top heel in triple a or rudo if you prefer yeah so you could have It'll be interesting. They could actually do this with an ending where we get both of those matches.
1: That's kind of what I wondered is if the stakes were high enough that LA, I mean, how do you choose between that? <laughs> a lot of interesting things there. You know, maybe a double elimination somehow leads into both matches. Something, yeah. you know, to, to carry it on. I would be very excited to see LA Park versus Ruchin in a place match maybe more excited than Cycloclan and Sam Adonis in historical terms, but in personal terms it would be hard not to pick Psycho Clown, Sam Adonis. Those guys are both pretty <laughs> right pretty awesome to watch.
2: That's that's the one that I personally would want to see, but I think from my my if I put my booker hat on, it's it's LA Park and and Roosh is the is the money match there. Yeah. But that's that's kinda what I say we might see both. Now, can you imagine L.A. Park and Roosh somehow manage to win? <laughs> and, yeah. but, but Sam Madonis and Psycho Clown just keep fighting throughout the rest of the Triple Mania night, right? So they're just like, okay, you guys, we're going to just do this anyway. We're going to settle this. Sam, stop hitting him. You can have your twist as much. <laughs> just, that's kind of what you know, that's the other way that it goes. Like He just continues to be the Psycho Clown until he gets what
1: he wants. Yeah, I I would be excited for that. Right? And we do need to mention the finish of the match. Yeah, we did not (laughs) mention that. And it was interesting Um, (laughs) that Like I said, very bloody match, but it ended when L.A. Park attacked Roosh, and then he pulled Blue Demon on top of Rouge after he had knocked <laughs> him out, so that the ref could make the three count, and they would lose and get to go forward towards the Repoistus match.
2: Uh, so to go just a tiny bit further, because of the, of the absurdity of this match, Bestia came out and was beating up the other team, like you would normally expect, right? The The... LFI member comes out and is trying to help Roosh win. But uh was it Junior or Heho ho that came out?
1: I believe it was He-Ho to L.A. Park.
2: Yeah, okay. So one of L.A. Park's sons comes out and he starts beating up Bestia. So this same team, same team, but that eliminates all of that. And that's yeah. what leads to LA Park knocking out Roosh after Roosh had already knocked out Blue Demon and then putting Roosh on top. So or putting Blue Demon on top. So yeah, it just it's crazy. It just really shows that they want to fight each other so bad that they're, you know, they're everybody's getting involved in this. And uh yeah, again that, that goes with I would have to say that's going to be the one. That's the money match that, that we will see. So, but it, because it's, again, it's so unpredictable, they will take us on a ride with this one. It'll be all kinds of, we could see, uh, Sam Adonis' friends come out in this one. Uh, cause, you know, he, uh, he doesn't beat up clowns by himself.
1: It's, yeah, he's still got Lompresa <laughs> by his side. You can't discount them. Yeah,
2: man! Oh, I'm super excited for this one.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, and that's the thing. Empresa could get involved in the DMT Azul Blue Demon view. There's lots of things where we yeah. can see teams show up to interfere going forward, which would be exciting too. Right.
2: And we, just so that everyone is aware, this not doesn't all have to happen at Triple Mania. Like they could be, they could build this up over TV.
0: In the oh, absolutely! To come.
2: So, yeah. so that we have a different thing, we have a whole different storyline going on by the time we get to the next Triple Mania. Like, yeah, to your point, La Preza with DMT could go out after uh, after any of them, anybody involved in that, and completely change the the course and the pattern of what we are expecting at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot that could go on. At, Just very exciting. We've talked about this before, but the momentum behind AAA and what they're building to feels more exciting than ever. And the promise of what it's leading up to just feels very exciting right now as a Lucha Libre fan.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we're getting uh, tons of uh, – yeah, this is why we wanted to focus on this because – Triple A is doing so much right again. They, you know, when we've we've talked about this before, we want to reward the companies that are giving us the kind of wrestling we like. Uh, so, I mean, I don't... Uh, that does not mean that other companies aren't, but we wanted to focus on this because it's a big deal. It's their... It's their... I mean, they're cheating a little bit by having it three nights of the year, but it's their Super Bowl. It's their... It's, it's their World Series. So we wanted to give it the it's due because so much is going on. It's such a rich kind of field for good Lucha. And again, we got a variety here. We didn't just get flippy guys doing flippy stuff. We didn't just get cookie sheets in every match. In fact, we only get cookie sheets in one match. Yeah,
1: but it was Chessman. You you'd expect to see him. He's
2: <laughs> <You> due. <do. laughs> That's it's the one guarantee is that if Chessman's in the ring, we're going to have cookie sheets.
1: Yeah, but like you mentioned, this Triple Mania really had something for everybody. No matter what facet of Lucha Libre you're most interested in, there was something here to tailor to you, which was mm-hmm. nice. It was a well-rounded experience for it Triple was. Mania.
2: Yeah. yeah, and obviously we had Flippy guys doing Flippy stuff because Kingo and Commander were on the card. So.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and Commander, this coming, um, as you... Hear this, it will have already happened, but as we recorded, it hasn't happened yet. Commander versus Jay White on AEW Dynamite. We'll cover that on next week's show, but that's very exciting for him. Big things going on in his world.
2: I'm really loving that uh, AEW is embracing Commander and putting him in high-profile matches.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: They're they're doing the build for him that Vikingo should have gotten when we didn't get the Kenny Omega match the first time. So they're they're on the right track. Uh, Hopefully that puts Commander into a high-profile match with uh, a
1: major AEW talent at some point. Yeah, that would be fantastic. And I also think we'll see him in a high-profile match at one of the next two Triple Manias, as I mentioned. Triple Mania Chapter 2 will be held at the Chevron Stadium, Tijuana, on July 15th. And then at Mexico City Arena, August 12th, will be Chapter 3, the final night of Triple Mania 31. Uh, final night will actually be the 42nd Triple Mania show, but it's because of the way they spread them out over multiple nights. It's the 31st Triple Mania <sighs> Chapter 3. Very exciting stuff. Going to be a big summer of Lucha Libre. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh if you... If you don't have a passport, <laughs> you just get that in order, just in case they make a, a once-in-a-lifetime match that you have to see because like, Tijuana's close.
1: Yeah, it's not that <laughs> far. But that is our show for this week. We covered Triple Mania. Next week, Miranda will be back with us, and we will be back to all of our normal indeed uh, segments, normal promotions, normal coverage. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I do. I do want to give my shout out once again to L. Arbido, who sent me some
2: results and footage, so I get to watch indie footage.
1: Excellent.
2: From from some Texas promotions. Uh, we didn't use it this week because we were doing the special format. But the, do not get discouraged. I, we will be using your stuff every time you every time you send it. it. We look at it. We make the decision on what we need to do. So we really appreciate getting coverage. Uh, anybody else? I'm gonna do the pitch that Miranda normally does for me. Uh, anybody else? If you are, if you are a wrestler, a promoter, a, a super fan, um, I, I I will actually accept footage from dogs because they take, they will <laughs> give me the best stuff. I guarantee it. Like no matter what you do in in wrestling, if you have lucha events and you want us to cover it, whether it's a single guy or a full card. Send it to me. There's a good chance we will cover it in the indie roundup because we love to watch the indie wrestling matches on this show.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Of course, like Vernon mentioned, send those in. Uh, we've got Lucha Central on social media. Don't forget to visit us at luchacentral.com, your centralized thing, or centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. Uh, they're also on Facebook. Uh, I think you just search Lucha Central. <laughs> they are on Instagram at Lucha Central and they are on YouTube, I believe, Lucha underscore Central. And Miranda, she is at the hashtag Miranda, all spelled out, the hashtag spelled out at Instagram. She's also on Facebook. And Brendan, do you want to tell our listeners about your social media?
2: Absolutely. I am 321T shirt guy. That's the numbers 321. T-shirt guy is all spelled out. I am on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Uh, well, I blew that. And once every time I do it with you, I do this in the wrong order. Dusty, you throw me off somehow. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm so I am on Twitter. I'm all over the Twitters. I'm also on Instagram, which is where I've been talking with people who've been sending me footage lately. So, <coughs> pardon me there. Um, reach out to me. Give me all your stuff. Uh, I'd love to see it
1: great and i dusty murphy i am on instagram at dusty murphy and i am on facebook at facebook.com slash dusty murphy be sure and tune in next week well like i said we'll have all of our regular segments we'll have miranda morales back everything will have its usual panache but thank you for joining us this week for our special Mania show and we hope to see you next week